Hi guys, Stephen here. This is just a quick heads up on the following podcast you're about to listen to, which is uh, the Avengers uh, Endgame spoiler special. You probably know because you probably clicked it, potentially, anyway. Uh, so yes, myself and the two Scots, uh, I'll introduce them, of course, on the podcast. We do this podcast and it goes for two and a half hours. So yeah, quite a, quite a lengthy podcast. Uh, the reason I'm recording this, though, is because only on editing the podcast did I realise for some reason there was a technical malfunction and only one mic was recording. So I've edited massively as best I can. However, the quality certainly isn't quite as good as you've come to expect from the Capiche Filmcast. So you probably won't notice any difference. But uh, no, it, it generally is not quite as good and it's as it's a two, at least two hour and a half hour podcast. I'm a little gutted to say the least and uh, just want to apologise in advance. Uh, so you're about to listen to that podcast, but with that knowledge that it isn't quite as good as this. And one other thing, I'm going to split this podcast up into three separate podcasts. Uh, roughly each one will cover, I'd say, an, an act of the film. So the three act structure should be split I would say hopefully quite nicely uh, over the three different podcasts. So it will kind of end abruptly and each one will relatively start uh, sort of... I'll try and hopefully edit it so it makes sense. All right. And so this podcast is going to cover the middle section of the film. Majority of the time heist stuff. Uh, So we've covered the first act in the first podcast and this one should really delve into the second act of the film. Anyways, on that note, I'll let you enjoy the rest of the podcast, which, by the way, is a spoiler special, of course, so usual disclaimer ahead of that. Okay, then, on that note, enjoy. Quickly introduced to the time travel, uh, time heist, um, and then the decision to go back and get the Infinity Stones. So three of them are in New York. Yeah. They established when they start yeah. talking about it. They worked yeah. out at one so point, point in time. Tesseract, Tesseract, the uh, oh, be good. I have no idea. I think it was the space Tesseract, the, the space zone, the staff, Loki Spear is the soul. And the, yeah, no. the, the soul stones soul, inside. The soul stones are one in. They have to release from. They got an infinity war, so it can't be the souls. Oh yeah, no. the mind stone. It's, sorry, it's the mind stone. Yeah, the soul stone was the last one. Fans yeah. got. Oh, sorry, the mind stones, the one they get from Loki's scepter, yep. and that goes into vision. Aye. Oh, no, actually, yeah, the mind stone was the last one they got. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to rewatch all these films now and start tracking where all the stones are and hearing like references to Do you know them what? because that was actually I, quite exciting. But it was interesting. When they were happening, I had no idea. Aye, it was interesting when they are going through it and they're talking about it. That's when... Um, have we been introduced to Fat Thor yet? Yeah, but we haven't spoke about Fat Thor yet. Fat Thor, yeah, he must have. Yeah. Aye, so we've been introduced because he is there. So that was a that was a very, very kind of comic relief. Right, so uh, we're talking about scene. Thor now. Right, okay, so... so how do we get Thor? Well, well, I think the the idea is is that they need to get the team back. Yeah, and obviously Thor's a vital part of that. Uh, I love the, the pairings they use to get so Rocket and Hulk are paired Aye. off, which Aye. I love. It's little character moments yeah. that are great, but of course then we see 
what the implications of the five years have done to the um, <laughs> Lots of beer and iron brew. Did you yeah, in the background. Bottle of iron yeah. Brew? Did yeah, 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 that? yeah, yeah. Right. We Easter egg. That's excellent. Possibly from the um, filming in Edinburgh, maybe left over mm. as a as a or maybe it was in Scotland. Well, I think that actual that place, the new Asgard place, was actually is actually in Scotland somewhere. Ah, right, okay. It, um, looks like it, would, it does yeah. look like Scotland. Looks they, like Peter Head or something. Because they've got a and like in real life, currently they and there's a sign for their town that actually says "Twinned with New Asgard." Oh, like they've got nice. a, they've got that's a real sign nice. made up. Right, yeah. That's good. Imagine, imagine the visitor attraction now that that the house yeah. probably used use the house there if it wasn't a set. <laughs> um, it was good seeing, you know, Korg again. Uh, uh, Korg's, Korg's I uh, I liked him, but I did not like the Fortnite scene, him playing the game because mm, yeah. I just felt it was too too like on the nose of right now. Mm. Like I think in five years' time, watch that film. I just don't know. I just felt out of place because I was too current. I think yeah. it was. A, I think it was probably a nod to the current. Yeah, sort of it, is, it is on aye, those aye, too much because they haven't really done that before. No, they've no. not. They've never really referenced like other actual. T- In fact, yeah. this film did it a lot. This film mentioned obviously Ant Man come up with all those films. Mm-hmm. They reference other films, time travel films. Yeah. Um, Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of interesting. But these films don't normally kind of bring up a lot. I relate to relate to real life. I can imagine Uh, the Whedon films did the sort of early the first two Avenger films because that's his thing. And Buffy, that was all he did was um, reference pop culture. But I don't remember. I don't think the superhero films don't tend to do that. And even in like in Civil War, when it comes to big plan to. Uh, bring down Ant Man at the big fight. Like Peter Parker's like saying, "Oh, have you seen that old film where?" Oh yeah. Just, but he never actually say what the film is. Was, yeah, you just yeah, yeah. you just know he's talking about Star Wars and the same in a uh, Infinity War. You know he's talking about Alien. Aye, but in space, but they never actually they never actually it. say. Uh, I like that film Civil War, but that line when Spider Man says that is ridiculous. How would you not know that film Star Wars? Yeah, like know what you mean. Who doesn't yeah. hasn't seen Star Wars knows Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Know the Plus, game. he's a fan. Like in Spider Man's own movie in Homecoming, yeah. he's building the Death Star. Aye, aye. So he should. You'd think you'd know the name of the film. That's, but, that's, yeah, that was to me like a bit like, oh come on, you can think of. Aye, you basically just say, guys, you, any you seen Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Anyways, aye, aye, to digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about Thor, the introduction of Thor. And yeah, it's funny seeing... Uh, he some hard times. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously... emotionally, aye. mentally. He's uh, let himself go. Yeah. Um, and it's told through, obviously, he has he turns around, he's slept <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. robbing the dad bod. Yeah. He's turns around, and that moment is, it's comic relief. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And obviously there's... I think some people have said that there's an element of fat shaming with the Thor character. And the tell, what what do you think of that, Scott? You're just, number two. No, you. I mean it's just again it's coming down to this, you know, very very far left. I think, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just funny. It's not fat shaming. But think, me, me personally, it, it doesn't really insinuate that it's actually food. It's, it's more of a beer, beer thing. thing. Yeah. So, so, he's an, so you, he's could an be, alcoholic. you could be saying you're alcoholic. It's more of a, yeah. But you could be saying that about absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. You could be looking at anything in that film. It's just the fact that he's a character known for having this Thor yeah. body, aye, and now he doesn't like aye, that's aye, just what yeah. the, the humour comes in the, the contrast. Aye. He was the super macho alpha male 
through all uh, the rest of these films and now has let himself go. Uh, I suppose he still has a bit of that <laughs> matchiness even even in the end when he's talking to the guy. Like he's certainly has, he's let himself go and that's the, the comedy comes through yeah, and that, yeah, when he turns uh, around and you see the impact it's had on him. Uh, but at the same time, the film really I thought the film because Thor's going through so much that it's actually you still feel really bad for him. Ah, of course like he's a real, he has real issues he's dealing with anxiety and panic uh, attacks well when you see it when, when Hulk says the word Thanos you see his entire demeanour change yeah. it was this kind of jovial oh to, to nobody says that name mm-hmm. you know um, so I thought Hemsworth is great because I think as much as he's shown he's got great acting in terms of serious performance yeah, I think yeah. his comedic stuff is really oh, good, but yeah. he's able to switch yeah, 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 really yeah. well it's just the character, I think. It's just the way the character was written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same as Tony Stark. It can be serious, but really quippy as well. I think it's just the, the, yeah. the writing. Um, but so, and, and I, so that's what I was saying. So it was really interesting when they're kind of taking you a, a one-stop shop history tour around all the, the Infinity Stones. So when they're saying, okay, we need to go here, we need to go there, blah, blah, blah. I like that. And it was actually the, the um, Thor 2 is more relevant than what you kind of previously thought yeah. of because the reality stone comes from the ether which is yeah the whole section where he's trying yeah. to talk about the ether and ah yeah it's where the ether is going to move it's you me and Jane <laughs> uh, ah I know I love that <laughs> and it's just the looks the other events yeah, yeah, each other like oh like, god it's yeah, yeah. kind of patronising like, <laughs> <laughs> and in fact the, the funny scene is is that they, they kind of look over and they go Okay, so Thor was that on blah blah blah, and he's just sitting there looking like the big one yeah. with the glasses on. <laughs> yeah. and kind of like, is he, is he, is he sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a he's, he does certainly has comic relief, and a lot of it is comic. It's at him. It's not we're a lot laughing with him, but it's you can still yeah. see that he's hot, and you can still yeah, see yeah. there's a lot because there's a pathos point, behind all of that. Ah, there's the point when they're going to do the the time travel test. And Thor is going, let me do it, yeah. let me do it, I want mm. to do it, I want to make amends. You can tell he's wanting to That's make right. amends. And Tony Stark says, no, no just, <laughs> what is it, he says, you're not up to it or something, you're not... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just trying to kind of play him down, and yeah. like, you'll get your chance sort of thing. Um, but no, so they decide that three of the stones are in New York at the same time. Uh, obviously, Vormir with the Soul Stone, and uh, what's the other one? Ah, it's when they have to go to and get it from Star-Lord. yeah. I forget the name of the planet. Yeah, right. No idea. No, no idea. Was it something mad or something? Nowhere, nowhere is in... That's where... The, I want to say, is it Morag or something? Morag, 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 Morag. So did, aye, that's when the, that's when the time, sort of the, the, the official time heist yeah. starts. Which is great because I did, when I realised I was watching the film that it was becoming a heist movie, aye, I was aye. like, I'm in for this. But, this yeah. is great. <laughs> this is a heist movie now. So they all split off and, you know, each character interacting with other characters and mm. I thought it was just some of the greatest stuff. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Aye. And, and as well as the fact that it just doesn't play out and that's the thing that I loved about it because rather than a film that's a simple heist and they just go back and they get it and they come back and it's everything fine, everything that could go wrong goes wrong. Um, yeah, I'd say some of them go. So I suppose the only obvious one was is that when uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye go to Vormir, you know, one on the I didn't one, even right? pick up on that. I was like, see, when they were on that planet, I was just like watching it play out, and I didn't even realize as soon as they landed, oh, wait, only one can come back. back. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. line that the giveaway that I didn't pick up until the second watch that Nebula says to War Machine. Um, 
as they're flying off in the ship, the two of them, and she's like, as long as they don't fall out. Mm. Now, obviously, the line to Endy, who doesn't mm. really know what that means, would suggest don't, 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 don't fall, don't fall the out of the ship. <laughs> but actually, that means they need two of them to, to get the soul stone, yeah. and, but only one can come mm. back. They need to sac. In a way, there needs to be a sacrifice made. Amazing, subtle dialogue. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, that you just don't pick up on. <clears throat> I love that. And yeah. I don't even know if War, War Machine didn't know what you mean. Yeah, he's probably kind of. He probably thought the same as us. Like, okay, well, that's well, well, weird well, to say well, that. Well, <laughs> I would hope they don't fall into Yeah, it's all closed off. Well, I don't even think they realise because there's no. They didn't realise up until well, that yeah, point. Nebula's character actually. We'll talk about her. A lot of the time, because of the two versions of Neville, when they go back to the past, mm. as she's established as she's pure Thanos supporter yeah. and things like that, she's on his side. And then the Nebula from 2023, mm. five years in the future, is obviously good, reformed and things. But I wasn't quite sure when they started, like, they were interlinked and then it was showing snippets of each other in different times and stuff. And I wasn't sure if actually the 2023 one was manipulating things to actually make no. that was my first view but I, I realised the second view that she just pure, it was all accidental that she was giving Thanos you know clues just, they were happened. just on the same wavelength yeah. the same uh, mm. frequency or whatever um, but yeah the, the, I think we should probably just let's look at each individual time heist right, okay. area right. so I think definitely the, the Vormir one's probably the quickest and easiest because mm-hmm. we know the outcome which one are we talking about here the, the Black Widow that's one? the Soul Stone Eye yeah, I think we need to so obviously I mean for the first giveaway for me what was going to happen was as soon as I seen Red Skull yeah, right. yeah. as soon as I, I knew as soon as they were going to Vormir anyone that's going to Vormir you're not just going to rock up and, and you know give Red Skull uh, a tip and he's going to give you the Soul Stone he's going to Soul what did you make of the outcome of that then? So it, it sort of splits opinion. So it's quite a divisive yeah, subject. And a rewatch of Infinity War, it's very, made very, very clear that Thanos has to give up something he loves. And, you know, Gamora's even a scene where Gamora goes like that, you know, the the universe has judged you because you love nothing. So he, she, he she's kind of thinking, yep. I'm, right, I'm getting off scot-free because you don't love me, you don't love anything. But actually, that's when he turns around and he's got tears yep. in his eyes and it's like, well, I actually do. And then throws her off. Mm-hmm. So he's given a soul to get the soul back. That was my understanding of it. The way it played out, I knew there was going to be a... a I knew Hawkeye was going to uh, try and put Black Widow down and take his own life. And then obviously it transpires, there's a bit of fighting between the both of them and then it eventually ends with, with Black Widow essentially committing suicide mm-hmm. so what's your issue with this because I can sense you not I just, I just it's just the, the maybe the conflicting message you get in Infinity War maybe I'm reading it wrong I think it just it was... didn't look like Hawkeye is giving a yeah. soul to get a soul I don't think it's however Hawkeye's but... to give I think as long as someone does the other but, person gets but it. Red Skulls you must uh, lose that which you love so I suppose Hawkeye is losing that, but he's not. He is not making the choice. Yeah. He's What's not, your thoughts on it? Never I mind. kind of I didn't notice it when I first watched it, but it's only after Scott told me his opinion of it. I was like, I now agree with him because I'm like, in Infinity War, it's as if you have to sacrifice something you love. You can't just sacrifice yourself. You have to be to get the Soul Stone. 
you have to be the one to sacrifice something to get that back. So if... An eye for an eye, basically. Yeah, so if Black Widow's sacrificing herself, she should be able to lie in there with a dead body soul yeah. stone in her hand. Mm. And, and is it, a is it in, in, in any of the... In the whole Marvel arc, is the love between the two of them portrayed as that as, as a... I think a platonic relationship is still counted. I think there's enough there. There was, a, there was chemistry between those characters. She, out of most of them, mingled the best with... Mm. Certainly... I would say Clint in the first Avengers film and oh, obviously right. Bruce Banner and Captain America and those films the relationship because mm. she never got her own film well she is now going to get her yeah we'll talk about that yes, I think they do have history well, because they go on about Budapest yes which is still never seen there is chemistry being written maybe that's whatever the yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Disney, so. um, I mean obviously when they go back to I think Black Widow is the only one that knows about Hawkeye's wife because when in Age of Ultron mm-hmm. when she goes back she's she knows that Hawkeye's wife's pregnant. I think it's established. I'm disappointed that it's a a boy. I she think. she knew the family. She was into and, and they were very in mm. first name terms, very familiar. There's obviously been close links mm. for years, and it was just never really talked about. But okay, so I can get I can get I can get that past. that love alone to me was fine. Aye, I can get. The issue is that it wasn't. It was Black Widow herself that did it. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's maybe it's maybe just because of the way it happened in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be the exact same because Thanos literally grabs Gamora and throws her off the edge, yep. sacrificing that something that he loves to get the Soul Stone. The other thing that this topic brings up, I know that we've never really discussed this. There's the element of fridging. Have you heard about that? Right. Fridging's oh, yeah. used yeah. a lot when, like, writers normally male write about to... It's a story trope, storytelling trope. Mm. It's usually a female character is, is killed off to then motivate a male character to continue their journey. Right. And in the last few years, it's become very noticeable. Deadpool did it, Deadpool 2, Infinity War, and all that kind of stuff. And again, it's happened here in a way mm. where the writers have killed off a female character to motivate the rest of the male characters mm. in their story. I actually disagree with that in this film because... I don't think it's this necessarily is a, aimed at the male characters. I think it just motivates them. Well, it motivates it's, the whole uh, team. It's just perhaps to be male. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the thing, but that's the trope is probably because it's always been majority males mm. writers as, as well as directors and then male actors and characters. Mm. Just just by the way things have always been, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. now changing, which is, is good right. as well, so this won't be an, an issue anymore, but that was another thing I wasn't sure if you said because sort of, obviously it was a repetition, Gamora was, was sacrificed uh, for, uh, yeah. Yeah. and then this time it happened again which I was surprised watching it because I knew about that that sort of debate had mm. been happening and then the writers again had decided to do it because I thought that it was going to be Clint this time. Well I think they, I think if, if put it this way I think, and, and this is probably going to sound really bad to Hawkeye Well that's where I was going to go. Because I think if Hawkeye died you're not probably like, going to get the same reaction yeah, from yeah. Hulk. I'd be, I'd be glad because I'm like, for me, he's the weakest character, so I'd be glad that he was gone, but that would be it. I wouldn't yeah. have the emotional punch because I was actually, I was on, exactly literally right. on the edge of my seat going, are they actually right, going right, to do this? Right, are they actually right, going right. to kill Black Widow? Yeah. And I guess this end game was all about tying up the arcs of the original Avengers. Yeah. So if... Black Widow survived us. Where was she ever really going to go? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. She had... Uh, she kind of had to die. 
And in a way, she has it's been alluded that she has done nefarious things in her past. Yeah. And this was her being able to, I suppose, get some sort of redemption, redemption in a way by yeah. sacrificing herself. And that was her arc completed. Mm. And it was a satisfying end in some ways for that character. And I also think, like you said, if it was Hawkeye, it yeah. would have been like, oh man, that's, that's a shame. It was Poor definitely. Hawkeye. He was a good guy. And then it'd be kind of, hey, let's, let's move on. Yeah. But it's actually Natasha. Well, I was thinking that's more, a devastating uh, thing to happen because they were all they were all really built, established yeah. relationships with Natasha. I was thinking more along the lines of, oh great, I don't have to look at this stupid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so that's a so that's the, that's the kind of that that I suppose that's my only gripe about that. But it might just be me not picking up the I might be getting the meaning wrong. I might be reading into it a bit mm. too much, but. Um, I didn't mind. I, I just thought there was a wee bit of an inconsistency with the two scenes from Infinity War and this, but I'm alright with that. I can still get past it. Yep. I'm still, t- I'm still hint up in Hawkeye's haircut. To be honest, so what, <laughs> that was the Soul Stones, right? So we've covered one stone. Well, that was the Soul Stone. Um, what's, the, what's, what would you want to pick next? Well, the spe- I suppose the the um, what's the one that's on Morag? It's the power. That's power stone. Yeah, the power so stone. Who, who got that again? That was so that's uh, Nebula and War Nebula Machine. and War Machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was probably the easiest one. Um, they just walk in and War Machine makes that comment about, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I just walk in a tempo and, with this, aye. you know, and expect all the spikes to come through and she just walks in and opens yeah. it But up. then it does end with yes. Nebula having to... That's probably the, one of the most poignant parts of it. Yeah. Because it's like, that's when you are then reintroduced to Thanos mm-hmm. in this timeline. So he's... Let me get this right. So he's they're, they're backing the past at this point. Aye. The past the version of Thanos has been given a sort of heads up of what's uh, happening for the, the version of uh, Nebula yeah. that is showing what's going on. Thanos and all his, so you're back, you see Ebony Maw, so you see the whole gang, mm-hmm. and they're currently searching for the um, all the Infinity yeah. Stones. This is the kind of early search for that. Um, just just the point on when it goes back to that, I loved as well the fact that it was a trip, a literal trip down memory lane. Because oh, obviously, right. it's a, but yeah. see when see when you just start hearing the music, yeah, the um, uh, Redbone song where Star Lord's like singing and miming. And when he you hear him sing, like, just, uh, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's that kind of, and then and then that's when you're kind of like, God, that Guardians of the Galaxy is a brilliant film. Yeah. The first one is, the second one not so much. Mm. It's not bad. It's just. Very average, I would say. And uh, it's not one of my favourites. The Guardians themselves as characters are actually yeah. the least thing I like about the films. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was certainly lifted by the magnificence of Kurt Russell's beard. <laughs> to be honest. We don't have a lot of time, but we'll let's stick on the... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. so I had to get a mention of Kurt Russell's so, beard in there. Yeah. So and also, the, the, there's that, but then there's that. That's the kind of main point where Thanos is reintroduced to the, to the story. And I love the scene where... So he sort of gets into the he's Thanos obviously realizes that there is a connection, there's an alternate nebula, and he says, Right, I want to I want to get into her head. So Ebony Ma is sort of showing the the images. He sees that the future image of him being decapitated. And I just love it. Doesn't flinch. Doesn't flinch. And Ebony Ma goes like that. She's he, he says something and he says, This is an outrage, she's she's disgraced you. And he goes like, that. no, 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 no. This is destiny. This is destiny. Yeah. Yeah. He's accepted like, You are he's... just off your head. Well, he knows like, as just... well. He works it out at that point, isn't it? That he, he gets, knows he's got he yeah, fulfills he yeah. his destiny. Aye. Most people would look at themselves getting decapitated mm-hmm. and going, "Oh my god, I need to stop that." But he actually goes, 
absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not going to change yep. course. We actually need to get the time stones and we can get them quicker. Yeah. Brilliant. So it's amazing. Great storytelling. Uh, great scripting. Josh Brolin, just quickly on him as well. We've not spoken about him. I think he's, he, he's so good. Well, this. Thanos, I mean, it, like, again, I think in terms of a Marvel world, you can probably go wider cinematic. You've probably not seen a, as good a, a villain yeah. from years, probably on the same level of the likes of Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's not quite up there, but that's just a, you know... I, I get that. I but think Darth Vader, but what I mean is the, can, the menace uh, that this character... I think he was just layered as well. Like, he was a bad guy, but he was generally doing what he thought was, was right for was the universe. Right Huh? reasons are not even in, in a maniacal way in our right it's like I can see your point mm. maybe not the best but I can see yeah. why when like... he explains it when he's in Infinity War when he's explaining it to Doctor Strange it's like I <laughs> and actually and, I, and then this, this is so this is like no, no, I know, I, I <laughs> disagree <laughs> with Thanos I, 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 I bad Thanos yeah <laughs> but however it, can I, you do think back to when Captain America goes well you know it was the Hudson you know Life flourishes. The other thing is, the plan was so flawed. It takes only 70 years before the amount of people that Thanos kills, is, the world has repopulated. Well, does it? I mean, after five years, it was still a desolate well, wasteland. Oh, yeah. So that was the film trying to... That's, that's what I <laughs> <didn't> like <laughs> about. But yeah, it's a flawed plan, but um, bad Thanos is... is no, it's bad Thanos, not Thanos. Uh, so let's move on quickly. So let's try and get through yeah, yeah, this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, other, the, other, the other stones then. Well, the main bit is obviously they go back to, um, again, great call back to the first Avengers film. Kind of going behind the scenes. I can yeah, see yeah. it as a behind the scenes of the Avengers uh, once Loki's kind of captured. Yeah. A couple of brilliant scenes in this uh Again, funny with the Hulk having to take the stairs. Mm. Um, Ant Man, the line where he goes, uh, Tony Stark, can I say something about it? that suit did nothing for your whatever, for your ass for your ass, and then Captain America, as far as I'm concerned, that's America. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the way he salutes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, that, to me, felt like a very Paul Rudd improv type. Oh thing. yeah, yes. so you can imagine that that was maybe him. So then, obviously, they kind of go on, and then um, they've got an idea to. So Ant Man has to kind of basically make the the past version of Tony Stark have a kind of temporary cardiac arrest, make an absolute arse of it. They don't get the Tesseract, and that's when you see that Loki disappear into a hole with yep. another Tesseract. So there could be a potential reality where they created a whole and... timeline. Yeah. Aye. So anyway, we can get to the actual plot holes of the tight light timeline. Yeah, that's I will need to get yeah. to that. So then, obviously, the um, the fail on there because I think they've only got the scepter. That's yeah. when Captain America fights Captain yeah. America. Yeah, I love um, that. Oh, brilliant! It's great. Typical comic book type thing, and only in comic books and games you get a character well, yeah. themselves. I, I love the whole thing because. Hydra, who we didn't know of at the time, but now obviously we know of now from the Winter Soldier. Um, the you think it's going to be a recreation of the great scene in the lift yeah. about Winter Soldier, but actually, Captain, it kind of shows you how kind of seasoned Captain America is because he's kind of going. Uh, do you know what actually? It was a, Hydra. like his yeah. character was very, be, his character development has been very subtle. Uh-huh. Like he's always been very confident, um, alpha male type, abiding by whatever his yeah. very strong principles, but. 
we called the talk about the callbacks to Age of Ultron. The very beginning, one of the first lines Captain America says is he's he's talking about the swearing, like oh, which language, the swearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that becomes a running joke in that film. Yeah. Whereas in this film, he swears at least twice. Aye. He says "son Aye. of a bitch" yeah. at one point, and he says I can't remember what else he says, but there's another line. Ah, because that's what he says. Let's go get the son of a Let's bitch. Let's go get the son of a Aye. bitch. Aye. Um, so it's kind of like the subtle showing that he has changed as well as the fact his line when he fights himself oh it's hilarious you know this, the, the I can do this all day yeah. 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 I know <laughs> I know I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah. the, 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 when he says Hail Hydra it's just like I love that he knows it's just like listen I could probably kick, I could probably kick all these guys uh, down but I, I, I can't be bothered yeah. so I'm just going to I know the Hydra Hail Hydra gives the scepter um, the fight between himself is hilarious and then obviously the, the past version is flat in the flat face and then he kind of staring at his own ass and going like ah, you know what that is American <laughs> yeah. like uh, he sees the, the funny side of these uh, things yeah, now. I don't yeah. think the 2012 version would ever have done no yeah. it would be more more serious so, um, yeah. so then obviously they devise the plan of they're running out of pin particles they need to get the uh, Tesseract uh, I think that's the last one. That's when they improvise, so... And go back to the 1970s. Yeah, so that's when they go back to the 1970s and Tony Stark, we covered that a wee bit earlier, yeah. meets his father, great emotional scene, and he's, you know, trying to kind of have a conversation and kind of work out, like, when he was born mm. and things like that, like, what time it is and stuff mm. like that. It was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, def- it was definitely, as you say, it's closing the loops on... It was, it felt very much like... like and, uh, yeah. Uh, Plus, it's more poignant because Tony Stark is now a father, mm-hmm. so he's now he's yeah. his daughter's up. I don't know how old she is, like seven or eight or something like that. She does look quite. Well, young, she'll be right? five because five, yeah. sorry, five, yeah. five, of course. Uh, um, so he's obviously been on that fatherhood journey and probably actually looking at his dad now and going, he understands. I understand. Yeah. I know why you did mm-hmm. what you did. So I agree, brilliant. Mm-hmm. So then, obviously that. Captain America, there's a scene as well where he sees uh, Peggy through, yeah. the, mm-hmm. through the, the window and you kind of think, is he going to say something? Mm-hmm. But obviously decides against it, which obviously you understand now is that I think that's the reason that probably kick-started him to go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to live my life with Peggy. Or an alternative universe, yeah. but anyway. Uh, and then the, the last but not least is the reality stone with uh, Thor going back to uh, Asgard. Well, there's also Hulk getting the... Oh, I'm sorry. I, the, the, I think that's a great scene. I totally forgot. Well, we talk about that first. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so that's obviously... So Ruffalo appears uh, as Professor Hulk and speaks to Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah. What was her name? Uh, Sorcerer Supreme, or is it not? Is it, so I, can't, I don't know what her name is. I can't remember can't what her name is. I can't remember. It's on the sort of rooftop. Great conversation. Yeah. She obviously... So what does she do? She pushes him out of his essence. Or yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And he's kind of he's sort of corporeal, not Bruce Banner. Um, and uh, really interesting because obviously he's kind of trying to explain it. Well, listen, this happens, a snap, blah, blah, blah. And then it's only when because Doctor Strange isn't Doctor Strange at this point. She can only mm-hmm. she sees in the future that oh, he yeah, is the chosen of one. Yeah. That's right. So that's why. Um, cause I she, think that, that's. I did not even pick up on she that. She says it. She says, if you're looking for Doctor Strange, he's performing Five years surgery. Five years too early or something. Uh, he's performing yeah. surgery in, in the hospital <laughs> down the road. Oh, but it's, so only when, it's only when uh, it's only when Bruce Banner kind of goes, well, I, I, well, I told, he, gave, he gave him the time stone. And she goes, like, what? Yeah. He's like, Doctor Strange gave him the time stone. He said there was 14 million whatever, so he gave it. 
She's and then so basically it's just like, well, if Doctor Strange done that, he's done it for a purpose. That's when all the pennies started to drop and you're kinda going, Right, this is so why that yeah. was so you know, poignant with that scene in Infinity War where he quietly gives him it. I think this is a good time to talk about the difference well, the sort of specific um manipulation of time this film has where as opposed to other films so this there's like two main thoughts in time travel mm-hmm. isn't it like there's the there's the grandfather paradox where things like back to the future what happens in the past affects the Aye, future, future. which Aye. thor in the film says that's not how time yeah. travel works Aye. and this film it sort of has it so that each version of time travel creates a new separate timeline yeah. which this film like has terminator genesis i've not seen it so i can't refer to that <laughs> uh genesis was it genesis genesis <laughs> Genesis, <laughs> but yeah. So that—that's what did you make of that, and how does did you feel about? I think again, you can you can probably go into the time travel plot holes. It's one of the things where I was going to. Uh, it's one of the points that I was going to make, and it's probably more obvious in the Thor arc to get the the reality stone. Okay. So obviously, Thor goes back to Asgard, sees his mum, uh, has an absolute breakdown, rocket. Uh, Gives him a yeah, really kind of funny panic talk, yeah. and he, you know, he's like, Oh, you're Thor, you're the man. You know, he's like, Yeah, yeah I'm the man. And then, No, 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 I'm not the man. And he kind of he bottles out it, has a chat with his mum. Um, everything seems okay. They obviously get the ether. However, in 2014, Asgard, Thor brings, Thor calls for Mjolnir and brings Mjolnir from 2014 back. So there's now Mjolnir in the, in the Stormbreaker. Yeah. What was Thor in twenty fourteen using? No, but what what what's twenty fourteen Thor? What is that? Was that a film? What film was that? that you talking no, about? this is the, that's that's when they go they go so back to twenty fourteen. Yeah. So what would then Thor of twenty fourteen? Oh yeah, so he'll be without Mjolnir. Yeah. And watch does it, uh, that's a separate timeline in that timeline. So what happens? What happens? Well, to I think Thor, yeah? obviously did they not say they would return the things they took the time stones and things back to each respective timeline like. The Hulk explains well, that does, to aye. Thomas Winton's character. He so, says they aye, would take the stones aye. and put them back yeah. in so not to change up the events because she was concerned about all her other timelines mm. that she's aware of being affected because of the events they're trying to do. They're trying to take things from them to And do you know what? Could, aye, you could have answered so, the question because I'm pretty sure when Captain America goes back in time at the end of the film, he's got the stones and he's also got Mjolnir. Right, so potentially he's went mm. back and fixed the changes so they made to his timeline. Otherwise, there's a Thor in that timeline. That well, there have... must have been. There must have been whatever Thor was doing at that exact moment in time. Yeah, so maybe that's why he's taking Mjolnir because I just thought he was taking Mjolnir with him just to use for protection. Yeah, but I maybe think, that's why he's, he's to, to put it back. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't sure pick up on that. When he comes back, he's just back with the shield. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, back with. Um, so I okay. There's a, a few things. Well, now that we're kind of talking about the time travel, I think mm-hmm. we should stick on it for a bit. So there's four different. At one point in time, there must be four different versions of Captain America. All right. Because there's Captain America of 2012 that fights Captain America of 2023 mm-hmm. that goes back in the past. There's a Captain America that's go the old Captain America that's lived when he's been back in yeah, time yeah, through yeah. time. And I think there's another Captain America, and he quickly went back to get something in time as well at one point. Did he go back in time twice? I feel like there's... But anyway, the main point I'm trying to get to is the Captain America that went back in time uh, and became just lived out a life mm. and didn't seem to... It's inferior, didn't get involved in anything. 
does that mean that he also was past he knew the knowledge of what things were he knew all the different horrible things mm. that were going to happen did he just let them happen right here's one that's totally off topic and oh. I'm going to bring I'm going to bring in a wee bit of incest right now I don't know if this actually adds up so I just want your opinion on this in Civil War he gets off with uh, Agent Carter kisses her and yeah. I think that's the niece of Peggy Yep. Yeah, yeah. That right. If he lives that life with Peggy. So that's essentially his, his niece. His niece. Yeah. So he's kissed he's But is that because or is that just a different is now a different timeline? A different timeline. So now we do who knows what actually happened in that timeline. Mm. It's not because it's it's crazy because it's like obviously we know he went into the ice, but if if he's living that if he's the Captain America that knows Everything that's happened when when Tony Stark starts talking about Ultron, would would Captain America just go listen, Tony? Don't worry, it's fine. Yeah, don't it's worry, don't worry, about, don't worry about Ultron. I know what happens. It's fine. But that would have changed up all the events of anything. Then I think I know because the... Ultron's obviously he's he's looking for the the, the Mind Stone. So or, or Tony Stark wouldn't have the, the the events in New York wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. and even Hydra like. Did Captain America went back in time to just live out life would have known about Hydra? Hydra, so he would have, so just, he would have just stopped what, it. Like, has he just ignored it? And that seems a bit uncharacteristic. But it could know. be a timeline where he has stopped Hydra, and this one all... And this was maybe where they'd maybe, they could have introduced the multiverse, and they've now just created all these... Yeah. And I think yeah. the Spider-Man film will... It's oh. going to, because there's a part in the trailer that they say something about multiverse, mm-hmm. so I think they're bringing in that idea. I'm really hoping, because there is, although the film is amazing, there is a lot of. Oh no, I mean, I'm just having yeah. fun. This is just like, like things that I've. But I really do hope about. that Spider Man Far From Home is the film to go, okay, guys, we know, and we're going to quickly just. We'll you know, see, yeah. Uh, we'll put the Hopefully, hopefully Mysterio kind of gives us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Ah, okay. So we're back on the time stuff. Um, so I think at this point they've pretty much got everything. Uh, and then uh, Tony Stark uh, creates a... What's the... Another gauntlet, isn't gauntlet, it? Yeah. The gauntlet, So when you go back to Infinity War, he had to be... He had to have... It had to be a, a gauntlet wielded in the star of uh, Ned Valir. Mm. This is lore that I'm not familiar... Like, I've watched not the films mostly once... I've aye, seen Infinity War once. That's where they wield. That's where they they uh, wield Stormbreaker. That's right. where Storm makes Stormbreaker. But it's Thanos has specifically went there, and that's where who's the Peter Dinklage is going oh, oh, on a on a third watch from there. Where's the handle? Oh, it's handle. just he must find it. It's so bad. It's so bad. But anyway, how could Tony Stark come up with that? Yeah, because they had to. Thanos went to him specifically saying, I want something that can... Strong enough strong to enough hold, to hold stones. all the stones. Um, whereas apparently Tony can just make one out of his Iron Man tech. Mm. However, that's just one of those things yeah, I, I just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you just, just have to go, yep, yeah, he's still a genius. Yeah. He can yeah. do, yeah. do time travel, he can create this thing, yeah. There yeah. was a really funny uh, funny scene that I've laughed probably even more the second time is when Tony Stark is, you know, using the sort of mechanics to, to put the time stones in and then Rocket Raccoon just goes, uh, on Rocket, I think he's brilliant. Aye, so, hilarious. Aye, I think he has hilarious. most of the little funny lines. Aye. Aye. I think 
I mean, Bradley Cooper is just, I think it's his voice as well, the accent yeah, does. Right. He's just really good in this film. And the way they paid him up with certain characters, with Thor and with Hulk yeah. and things like that, that's good. Really appreciate it. Well, uh, I suppose that's more or less rounded out the well, second that's, that's act of the film. <laughs>